This is Jam Nation. With Jonesy and Amanda. How impressive is the LinkedIn profile of our next guest? From corporate to corporate lawyer to criminal lawyer to stand-up comedian, radio broadcaster, author. His wealth of experience makes him the ultimate writer and storyteller. He's written stacks of books, but his latest one, Criminal, is a novel that draws some comparisons from his own life. James O'Loughlin, how are you? G'day, Amanda. Good. Hi, Jancy. Hi there, James. Could I just start the ball rolling? Has anyone got anything worthwhile out of LinkedIn? As far as like I a was new joking job about LinkedIn. I don't something. know if because James I, is I on LinkedIn. I find it's the biggest time wasters brigade I've ever been a part of. I think it's like the opposite of Twitter. Twitter is everyone being mean to each other, and LinkedIn is going, "That's fabulous. Well done. You're fabulous. No, you're fabulous." <laughs> That's why we don't like it. It's a collab. <laughs> it's collab central. Well, look. Let's talk about your new book, Criminals. Um, how, how much have you relied on your past experience to to write this? Yeah, I was a legal aid lawyer working at Blacktown Local Court in the 90s and I I went to a private school in Canberra and was a corporate lawyer and hated it and then all of a sudden I walk into Blacktown Court and have to represent all these people who I don't even know existed and at the time I thought this is a really confronting and interesting experience and a lot of people, you know, would ask me lots of questions about it so I thought there was stuff there. I could write a crime novel not from the point of view of the good guys, but from the point of view of the criminals and kind of try and work out how, whether they're different from us and, you know, there's a big line between us and them or alternatively maybe we're all a bit of both and maybe it's a little bit of circumstances. And, you know, if I didn't grow up in a private school in Canberra but I grew up in some of the backgrounds some of my heroin-addicted clients um, uh, grew up in, how would I be and how would they have gone in my background? So I wanted to explore all that. And being a defence lawyer, I've always... When you've got a guy there and you know that he's guilty, but you've got to defend him. So is that where you find how you can defend that person? Oh, you said, well, you came from a bad home. He's on heroin. Is that how you you, you justify that? Well, the first part of it is you normally, if the case against them really strong, you say, you should think about pleading guilty. And they go, no, mate, never done it. And you go, well, they got you on CCTV and you and they go, yeah, no, they would have spliced that together and faked it. And then you go, you know, if you plead guilty, you get about a quarter off your sentence. And they go, yeah, well, yeah, just get over and done with, plead guilty. So the first part is often giving them the sensible advice to plead guilty. And then you try and tell their story. Um, and it often is a, tr- a, a tragic and sad rather than bad story. There aren't many criminal masterminds out there. There's maybe a few, but the vast majority of people who've had horrible backgrounds who've taken heroin as a a painkiller and are financing their habit through, you know, breaking into into people's homes. So if you can get them to address the underlying cause, i.e. the addiction, Mm. uh, which, you know, in the book we've kind of explored, then um, then it's good for them but also good for society because crime goes down. And when you came to write the story, did you find a storyline from one of your actual cases? Change the name? Yeah, three, actually. Well, a, a number of conglomerations of them. So I represent a lot of people like my character, Dean, young blokes on, on heroin breaking into houses, and he tries to pull one job of uh, robbing a club in, in Blacktown to, you know, uh, to, to get a whole chunk of money but realises that if you do that, the cops are going to pay more interest than breaking into someone's house. I also met, and this was really interesting to me, a lot of people like my character, Mary, middle-aged women who had no financial need 
to steal, but shoplifted, like minor things like pens and lipsticks. And it was a real thing. Everyone knew about it um, and, and not uncommon. And it was because they were depressed, the theory went, and they just wanted to feel th- something, feel the thrill of mm. transgressing going going across the line. Um, as my character Mary says, I've tried self-help and it doesn't help. Um, so I've got a character like her and then I've got a cop too because I worked with a lot of police and I always admired the work they did. I've got a cop on stress leave who, who like all cops, has had to make hundreds of decisions and has got one wrong with big consequences and kind of mm. wanted to see where that took her. Well, I love this. Sounds Amanda, great. Your theory, Amanda, that a, a woman over 50 can rob a bank because... that There was a study that showed this. They recreated a bank robbery and asked every... The people thought it was an actual one. And at the end, they said, no, it wasn't. We want you to tell us what you saw. And every person had to write down what they saw. And everyone ignored the middle-aged woman. So if you want to commit a crime, be a middle-aged woman. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. And And... You know, all the all those women who, who did do those minor shoplifting things, it was a cry for help and they Ooh. wanted to get caught because that would force them to kind of, you know, address their underlying un- unhappiness. And I met, you know, dozens of them over my years as a legal aid solicitor and they weren't, they weren't, they were nice people. You know what I mean? They, they were just in a really bad place. And, yeah. and once they started getting the appropriate help, they get better. So we call them criminals because they break the law, but Where's the line, really? There's a new book about Amanda. You'd be like the next Italian job. The Invisible Woman. Yeah, because you already you already drive on footpaths when you're in your car. <laughs> and, I'm so. a, and I'm middle-aged, <laughs> so yeah, it's perfect. This is, James, this could be a sequel to Criminals. Uh, James, thank you for joining us. It's out now, Criminals. You can buy it in all good bookstores and online. James O'Loughlin, thank you. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. You too.